Welcome to the Talented Learning Show, episode 57 with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today I interview Ken Bala, president and founder of the Bala Group, about enabling sales professionals through high-end, results-based online learning. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Well, welcome back, listeners, to the Talented Learning Show. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in online learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspective. And today we've got a treat from the practitioner side of the fence with Ken Valla. Ken is one of the most expert sales professionals, sales trainers uh, in the world. And we're going to learn about all about that today. Ken, first off, thanks for being here. I've wanted to have you on the show for a long time. Great. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. Really excited about this next uh, 20, 30 minutes. All right. All right. Well, Ken and I were buddies. Uh, we met all the way back in, in 1998. And Ken, at the time, was the highest producing salesperson for a global uh, training and consulting organization that sold, uh, among other things, sales curriculums to Fortune 250 uh, organizations. And uh, take it from me to sell sales training to sales organizations, you have to be pretty darn good. In fact, you have to be the best because every word, every email, every interaction throughout the whole sales process, you're being scrutinized by people that do it for a living. And if you don't impress them, uh, you'll never have a sale. And uh, Ken uh, continued to uh, just light it up uh, over time. And in 1998, I was a newly minted instructional designer, and I went to work for the same company to, to be on the sales team as an overlay technical position. And so I got to go through that sales curriculum, and I got to watch Ken in action all over the world, selling into these high-end organizations, not just selling a, a sales curriculum, but a customized curriculum that, that had the consulting and the, the, the sales training involved in it. And it was just absolutely fascinating. And I've been using Ken as a mentor and an expert here for the next 25 years, as well as a friend uh, in my own sales, uh, in my own sales career. Ken continued to take it to another level and eventually wrote the book on selling, literally. And uh, what the oh, conversational selling is the name of it. Seven sales conversations that drive high performance, started his own company, the Vala Group, and now has built one of the most innovating online learning curriculums uh, that I've seen. And that's why we brought Ken on the show today is to talk about that. So Ken, uh, once again, thanks for coming here today. I, I wish we had two hours to interview because there's so much interesting things we can talk about, like all of our conversations, but maybe the, the best place to, to start, Ken, is right at the top. Tell us about the Valid Group, why you started it. We'll start from there and we'll dig in. Sounds great, John. Yeah, you know, thanks so much. Appreciate the kind words, first off, buddy. And uh, so, look, we started the Valley Group uh, about just, geez, over six years ago now. And one of the reasons we started it was when we looked at the research out in the market from leading research firms like Gardner, Forrester, Harvard, that were looking at enterprise and, and commercial buying and selling uh, processes, trends, things that were happening. What we're saying was a lot of things that were evolving because of technology. So how seller, how buyers were buying has really evolved over the last 10, 15 years because of technology. And so when I looked at the traditional approaches to selling that are out in the market, the companies that were actually providing sales process, sales methodology training, uh, frankly, I saw the same companies saying the same things that they had over the last several years. And I said, hey, there, there's a gap here. There's a gap in terms of new, fresh content. Like if you're saying the buying process has evolved, if you're saying the buying process has changed, 
then what needs to change on the sales side? And so we took that head on and we started the Valley Group with the express purpose of building the most modern content based off of the research that enables sales organizations to drive and maximize productivity. And that's what we've been doing over the last several years. Wow. Well, you've been doing that over the last 30 years, but it sounds like you're doing it more specifically now. That You said they're changing the way they buy. How does that manifest itself into the, the challenges that modern sales organizations face? What, what do those challenges look like? So uh, one of the things that, that we've seen is, of course, is, and everyone has, anyone who's paying attention to this part of the industry around sales effectiveness has seen that you know, buyers are going to try to get further ahead in their buying process before they even really want to engage with the salesperson. And one of the reasons is that most salespeople, unfortunately, show up and they're just, they're pitching product. They're in there looking, they're fishing for an opportunity. So they're in there saying, hey, is there an opportunity? They're trying to find it. They're talking about their products. And frankly, that adds minimal to any value. Uh, to the buyer in the early stages of their buying cycle. So if you think about what buyers are going through, they're saying, hey, I don't need to see any salespeople. I can just do this research on my own. I'll work with our internal stakeholders to define not only what the need is, but the approach and what we might want to do to solve for it. And we'll get a line there. And then, oh, by the way, I'll look online and I'll decide which potential providers I even want to invite in. And then, by the way, what criteria are we looking for? Oh, now we either send out an RFP, formal invitation in, or we'll start calling reaching out to some specific vendors, asking them to come in and talk to us. They're further along. So the, the problem with that, of course, is from the salesperson that's in there going, wait a second, I'm, I'm basically getting the Heisman. They're giving me the, uh, they're not letting me in the door early stage. So what do we do about that? Well, if here's the premise that we bring to market from the value room. If the buyer has all this data and information available to them to get that far along in their buying process, be it 50, 60, 70, 80%, whatever you know, number you want to pick, all those percentages have been thrown out there, then isn't the inverse true? Doesn't the seller have the same information available to them about the industries they're calling on, the companies they're calling on, all the way down to the people they're calling on? I mean, this online data, there's so much data available that sellers can actually build territory strategies, account strategies, opportunity strategies, and even call planning strategies before they even talk to a customer. There's so much opportunity for them to get further along in their sales cycle before they even touch the customer. And then, by the way, come in educated, come in with a perspective of where they can add value to the customer's business, then use that as a basis for their conversations and their discovery. Wow. Interesting. And so your organization then teaches them how to how to create these strategies. So you're, you're showing them where to look and how to mine this public information. Absolutely. Exactly. We guide them through the process. Yeah, right on, John. So that's the other thing. So in, in today's world, obviously, we've got some big companies out there with very diverse and scattered sales organizations, people working from home, right? And so since the, especially even since the pandemic has been exacerbated. So you got salespeople, you know, all over the country, all over the globe, who are trying to work under, under a certain sales organization. And how do we enable those people to be successful? How do we provide a process and guide them through how to do these things, like look at the territory and evaluate it and make decisions, or look at a strategic account and actually build a strategic account plan? We guide them through that process. That is the online curriculum that we've built. It's not just online, so we couple it with leader-led and we uh, type training and virtual sessions, but the bulk of what we do is teach people how to build prospecting plans, account strategies, 
opportunity strategies, and even call planning strategies and do that asynchronously. Wow. Well, back in the olden days, uh, if, if you did that, you know, you had to facilitate that with uh, facilitators or instructors all over. And, uh, you know, certainly the, the pandemic has showed that that's not possible or practical uh, to, to do anymore. So, uh, you know, as you, you know, as COVID hit and you developed this curriculum, uh, how did, how did that shape the, your curriculum? And I guess, what does the curriculum look like? I guess if, uh, if it's mixed with your consulting right now, you know, Tell me how the curriculum looks like. We'll dig into some more of the online content part of this. Yeah, yeah. we're one of the companies out there that was really the, the pandemic uh, actually caused us to pivot and accelerate our product development. This was our vision all along for our business. Uh, but when the pandemic hit, we said, okay, now we have to accelerate our product development into this online learning. And so the, you know, what it looks like, John, and it has evolved, it continues to evolve, is when we... First off, we're gonna we look at, at key business metrics. That's one of the key things we do. So instead of just saying, okay, here's a big curriculum of you know how to go do a strategic account planning or how to go you know do opportunity strategy and management, what we do is typically work with organizations to say what are those key metrics you're looking to affect. We're trying to fill the top of the funnel in terms of the pipeline. Are you looking at you know conversion rate from okay client you know interest or our, our marketing to actually first conversation? Do we get the first meeting? By the way, did the first meeting convert to another meeting or to an opportunity? And by the way, now are those opportunities stalled? Are they how, how fast are they accelerating through your pipeline? What's the deal size? So when we're working with companies, we're really starting by unpacking those metrics that they want to affect, and then we align our learning solutions to drive those metrics. Now, to do that, and you just hit on a key thing. Historically, in this world of you know sales training. Yeah, you have companies out there with a ton of facilitators all over the globe. Oh, yeah, we can deliver, you know, to all of your 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 hundred salespeople, thousand salespeople, five thousand. They're doing two-day workshops. I said, well, that's that's uh in our mind, that's ridiculous. So with today's world around technology, with what's possible, our premises, you shouldn't have to teach somebody new content through a facilitated session. You can learn new content asynchronously, which is what we do. By the way, have somebody actually practice and apply that content to immediately to a territory, an account, an opportunity, or an upcoming conversation. And then, by the way, when we bring them together, and we do believe they should come together and collaborate with their peers and with their leader, they're focused on sharing their experience, sharing a best practice, sharing the challenges that they're having. So now we're focusing totally on how do we apply and drive adoption integration of these processes, tools, and skills into our business. So it's just, we're, we just flipped the model. So we're not saying, hey, this is, you should do 100% asynchronous learning. We actually think it's got to be coupled and definitely driven by the sales leaders. And that's what, our, our, what we do at the Valley Group. We enable the sales leaders to really drive these conversations with their sellers. Because at the end of the day, John, you know, I still, we work for the Valley Group. We're going to go back to the Valley Group and they're going to continue as a, as a business. So we have to enable them to drive these processes themselves. If they can't, then we haven't done our job. Wow. Interesting. What do you think the right mix is, uh, Ken, uh, from synchronous to asynchronous? Uh, or what is the mix for you? Is it like 80-20? Is it different? I think it, uh, well, in terms of actually, uh, when we're working with a customer, I'd say it's, I think it's probably, yeah, about 80, 20, maybe 70, 30, depends. I think most of the learning, what people can do asynchronously, we can guide them to do that work themselves. Look, they're, they're in their office anyway. Most of them are working remote. So enabling them to actually sit down and do the thinking, 
give them guidance in terms of how to how to how to um, put together, let's say, an account strategy and where to go research, what to look for, how do they know when they found it, how would they apply it to the account strategy, how would they build hypotheses of where potential opportunities could be, like all that is stuff that they could do on their own. So it's not like they're just spending hours inside this online learning. What we do is we've actually chunked it out. So we give it to them and we dole it out in small chunks. So let's say, for example, in our strategic account planning process, we teach a nine-step process. Well, we have them go through the first four steps online. Then we have the, actually have them go do their actual work on their target account. So they take as much time as they need to, still working asynchronously. And then they're going to come back in, they're going to build their plan, and they're going to produce a plan at the back end, like download it. Like you now have a strategic account plan when you're done with our process. And that's, so we have them doing real work. All of that junk is still asynchronous. Then once they have that work done, okay, now let's bring it together with your leader or with your peers. And let's do a session where we're focused on where people are actually presenting their strategic account plan and, be, and they get feedback from their boss in terms of, okay, what, where are we strong? Where do we still have gaps? What are we going to do about this? So it becomes a working session. That's the back end of it. That's probably the 20, 30% of it. But now the, the thing is though, once they learn it, that conversation right there, that's not doesn't just happen once. And that's what I've seen with companies is they do that once as part of our training initiative and now we're done with it. No, they should be having those conversations on a regular basis, unpacking these strategic account plans. And that's where there's a big opportunity for organizations to really integrate what we do into the fabric of their business. Wow, cool, cool. So uh, as a recovering uh, LMS sales guy, you know, I have an attention span of about a millisecond. You know, how, how did you, I, I would imagine that most of uh, your clients have uh, salespeople of a similar ilk. How did you go about developing the asynchronous part to be able, you said just about chunking uh, right yes. there in, in small, but how did you, how'd you go about developing this in such a way that salespeople aren't turning their nose up at it, which they turn their nose up at a lot of trading in my, in my experience. Yeah. So look, I'm a salesperson at heart. I haven't, as you mentioned from the outset, so over 30 years of selling, so when we built this, we built this not from a, frankly, not necessarily from an, within a structural design hat on or anything like that. We built it with a salesperson's hat on. So I just said to myself, if I was a salesperson going through this, would I want to push play? Would I want to go into this and, and, and through this process? And what would I see as valuable? So that was the first thing. That's like our litmus test. The second thing is, you know, we built like a Netflix style series. People love watching TV. Let's face it, you know, you put on, you binge watch. I love this show, episode to episode. That's what we did. So we've built this out with storylines, with characters. So every one of our programs has a bit of a storyline to it, uh, has characters in real sales situations. So you might learn our content. Well, you might have in one series, uh, we have a seller whose deal is stalled and he can't get it unstuck. And he goes in your typical sales meeting with his peers and they're saying, oh yeah, well just, uh, you know, discount the services or throw in services or do this and you'll get your deal unstuck. He's like, that's not helpful. Like that's not a good strategy. So then he goes and sits down with his boss and she talks him through a framework, our framework, in terms of how to evaluate his deal and then apply that to unstick his deal, identify like what's really stalling his deal and what things could he go do about it. So again, you're learning our content by seeing it online. You would then we gamify it. So we put in place gamification. So people would go in and then I'll practice and apply that immediately in the online learning. But then we actually take it to the next level and say, okay, now pick one of your own opportunities and evaluate 
your opportunity. So you give them a valuation, they can scorecard it. They actually have them build a strategy for how they're gonna go win that opportunity and they produce it as an output at the end of the module. So it's, it's, it's very, um, what I say, it's real. People will go through our process, John, and one of the things that we really, you know, we love to hear and we hear it a lot, they, they, look, they, they go through this and they say, hey, this isn't, I'm not going through training and then tomorrow I'm back on the day job. They go through our online learning and go, wait, this is the day job. This is what I should be doing tomorrow with my other opportunities. That's what people say and that's what it should be. So it's designed with that in mind. Mm -hmm. So how do you account for, all oh, that sounds super smart. How do you account for the differences in the type of organizations, uh, the, the different types of sales organizations or the different solutions that they're selling, either by industry or region? Or, you know, it seems like a lot of that's really specific to an organization and kind of hard for to envision up front, you know, when, when designing content. Uh, can you comment on that? What are your thoughts on sure. that? Sure. Yeah. So there's a couple of things, a couple of things that we do, like probably three, three different things. Yeah. No, number one is, based off of their offerings and based off of their products, John, you know, we, we go in and we actually will customize our online learning. So the beauty of this is we designed it in a way where we give real life examples inside of the online learning. And then we guide them to do or say certain things. Like we'll give them our approaches, you know, give them real uh, sound bites or strategies that they can go apply. Well, since we built it, it's as easy for us to get in, you know, work with our customers to say, how do we want to customize this? So when your people work through this process, it doesn't sound like the Valor Group uh, or what we've came up come up with, which by the way, applies to many, many companies love that. They're like, hey, this is great as is. But a lot of other companies were working and say, hey, we'd love to customize that. And it's not a heavy lift, it's not super expensive. So that's one thing. So we can customize the online learning. Second thing is we, we, we then we wrap a playbook around it. So we say, okay, well, if you have, if the, you go through the online learning, you learn these skills, you build your strategy, so let's say at, for an upcoming conversation, that you're having with the customer. So you build what we call a conversation strategy. I'm now, this is, I'm preparing, I'm ready to go execute, let's say on this executive conversation that I'm gonna go have. Well, we might build a playbook John, around that, that would specifically take our content and the customer's products and filter it through. So, you know, we would take our models and frameworks and then we apply the customer's content and products to that. So now they have a playbook and look, they go, okay, great. This is what I learned online. And this is how I'm going to speak to it and apply it in our world. That's the second probably big thing that we do. And then the third, of course, is, as I said, that's those asynchronous sessions. When people come to, or excuse me, synchronous sessions, when they come together and collaborate with their boss and their peers, that's where it gets very real because people are presenting their plans. And the plan I've built is based off of a real opportunity. And that's where we really dig in on their business. So between those people, our customers feel like it's, it's very customized to them and it's not an off the shelf. And that's what we're going for because there's a lot of off the shelf libraries of content. You, know, you go buy this content and you can, uh, uh, you can implement it. Ours is not that. Ours is the antithesis of that. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And what would be a, a typical, uh, what's a typical profile of, of one of your customers? What do they, what would somebody look like? What would that company look like? Uh, we're, we're working across different industries. So, of course, as you can imagine, technology industries, uh, healthcare industries as well, financial services and banking, you know, all, all, all the big ones, if you, if you can imagine. Most of our customers are are business-to-business are -business sales organizations. So they have commercial sales teams or they have enterprise slash global sales teams that are calling on big, big accounts. Uh, what I would say is that, you know, the companies that 
like they're going through some state of change. They're, they're either growing their offering, they have a more integrated offering, maybe they're trying to in integrate services and products together, so a more integrated type offering. Uh, they're, they're going through states of change where they need salespeople doing things differently. Uh, those are customers that then come to us because we enable them back to the metrics, you know, what metrics you're trying to apply, what's the changes you're driving, what's that mean in terms of the capabilities of your sellers and your organization. So the cool thing about what we do, John, is historically in training, it was like very skill and drill. We have a skill and drill component, but selling is so much more today. Selling is about how, how, how sellers actually think. You need to be able to think strategically and evaluate information and data. So we call it data-driven selling, by the way, which is the, the mantra of our entire offering. Uh, there's that. They need to be able to work efficiently. So this whole idea of working collaboratively, most of the companies we're working with, John, is not just a salesperson uh, working alone. They have SDRs and BDRs who are feeding them leads, for example. And so we're working with those SDRs and BDRs and prospecting and gaining access to the right people. Oh, by the way, we have overlay sellers, sales engineers, or clinicals if we're in healthcare who are bringing in who are experts on our offerings. Great. When do we engage them? How do we engage them? How do we prepare them for upcoming conversations? So suddenly we have more team selling. And uh, you know, as, a, as a result, how sellers work really matters, like how they operate, how they collaborate. And that's almost as important as how they show up in front of their clients today. And that's all built into our offering. We address that in our offering head on. Wow, interesting. And so would it be common then that, uh, you know, 100 sellers at the same time would be going through the curriculum almost as a, uh, as a cohort? So they're meeting at certain times and you, you're running them through almost a, in a traditional manner like that? Or is it? Is Absolutely. We've got, we work with some of the biggest companies in the world, working with you know, Fortune 30 companies who have thousands of sellers. And by the way, once we set up and establish and put our, our, our solution in place, because of the asynchronous uh, um, um, portion of it, yeah, they basically say, hey, go. I mean, we work with a, cus a customer, a big uh, technology company here recently that had, let's say, their, their top 200 accounts, 200, uh, about 100 sellers or so, went through our online strategic company process, and then, again, had the follow-up collaboration meetings. But, hey, 100 sellers drove $58 million in one revenue, not in the pipeline, but one revenue based off of our process in just over six months. So, I mean, we're driving real revenue in these new accounts, and we're also identifying, they identified well over 100 new opportunities across their, uh, their top strategic accounts by working through our process. So again, very focused on results. And if you can imagine, that's hard to do. Like those numbers in six months, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of, that, that's, a, that's a big gain in a shorter period of time. And we're doing that with a number of other organizations as well. Mm -hmm. And do you, uh, you know, since these Fortune 30 or big organizations like that would almost always have their own learning management system, is it your strategy that you deploy your content and these cohort programs and the, the whole learning path in, in their learning management system? Or do you make them come to your learning management system? Like, how did no, you approach that? Yeah, so we, no, we uh, actually license our content and then we embed it right into the learning management system. We feel like that's probably the, strong, the strongest way to go to market and has really worked well. Like I look at the, the missiles are great. Uh, I tend to think of a bit of a, they're an empty ice cube tray. Like they're great and they can do great things, but you need to pour in the content. We provide the content that can go in there from a sales effectiveness standpoint. 
So we license it, John, a three, five-year type license. They embed it right in. And what's really uh, great about that approach is while we have this big body of content, we'll build different learning paths, again, based on the metrics that you're trying, but also based on the role. So what an SDR and BDR is going to uh, um, um, leverage in terms of building their capabilities might be different than what you're going to do with a commercial seller. And that might be different than what you're going to do with an enterprise uh, strategic account seller. And that might be different than what we do with our overlay sellers or customer success even, which we're starting to get into. So the entire life cycle, the entire customer life cycle, think about their, their buying process and our sales process. When you think about, you know, getting in the door all the way through, hey, they're advocates for us and they're referring us to their, their customers. All the people that touch them, those are all potential. Uh, those are people who, who benefit from our content. And then therefore, but they all, don't all go through the exact same thing. It's always customized. Mm -hmm. That's really, uh, that's a, a unique approach. You know, a lot of times what we talk about on this show and in the industry in general is, you know, starting your own online university. But what you've done is you've taken the best of online learning and you use that to support the consulting process or vice versa, combine the two together as a strategic tool uh, for your clients. And I think that's like a next layer of the next level up of, of, of thinking on how to do that. Cause yeah, it's nice to have just everything out of the box and have it all online. But, you know, when you really want to start getting to the, the point of making that 50 some million dollar difference, you just can't do it with, with out of the box. So it's, it's, it's super cool to hear how you strategically combine those, those two pieces Man, we're running out of time already. So in, you talk about the sales manager, do you have a, a quick question here? And then we got to get to the advice, okay. but you talk about how the sales managers or the sales leaders are working, you know, in, in cahoots, you know, with, with the actual learners as they're going through and the checkpoints, do you have a separate curriculum for them or are they, uh, or a, I don't know, an overlay curriculum? Like, how does that work? Uh, we do, do we actually that? have a separate, so we have a separate track for leaders and, and part of it is yes, we want them to learn and understand the same concepts. So as the sellers. So there is that, but we also need to enable them to teach and coach to the content as well. So we call it, our, our, one of our frameworks is model, teach, coach. So as a leader, I need to be able to model key skills and behaviors or model key actions. Uh, I need to be able to teach a new seller how to do it. Sometimes they just, we, we can't onboard them fast enough or have an onboarding class. So therefore I might literally need to teach somebody how to do something before they're even able to go through the more formal training. And I need to be able to coach them. And, and what does that look like? And so we absolutely have a, a separate approach, but it, it dovetails, they work together. But where we're doing our best work, John, inside co companies, the sales leaders are really driving this. Like they are the linchpin to success. And at the end of the day, frankly, sellers will get a lot out of going through uh, any of, of our online learning, but if it's coupled with those leaders really driving it in those follow-up sessions and their coaching and their deal strategy, then it becomes just a, Part of how they do business and that's what we're really going for and, and, and i do a difference yeah and i want to comment also like you know we talked about fortune 30 fortune 100 we actually focus on big enterprise we've got a whole bunch of customers who are in the mid-market i would say kind of the smb to the mid-market and what's appealing to them about what we do is uh you know frankly a lot of them don't have the infrastructure they may have an lms but they may not have a big enablement team they might have one person for, for gosh sakes but they have, have a growing sales team so we're able to provide them Something right, you say out of the box. Yeah, it could be out of the box. And then we work with them to say, well, how much really needs to be customized? 
So we might do less customization there just because, hey, we're, they're happy to take that and just drive that and drive results immediately. And then over time, we might customize it more. So I don't want to make it seem like, hey, everything needs to be this big customization or with big mm -hmm. enterprise customers, John. Uh, and actually, we're adding a lot of value we're finding for those mid-sized companies who, who frankly don't have the infrastructure, uh, but their companies are starting to really mature. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. And so we're out of time. So I want to finish up with a, an advice question. And I've got about 10 of them, which would be its own podcast. But I think the, the best advice question, I, to, to zero it in a little bit, is there's a lot of consultants out there. There's a lot of consultancy companies that you know have been doing things, even through the pandemic, 100% uh, live, whether that's virtual live or live live. Uh, what would be your best advice? You know, I think when they look at what they do, you know, from a hands-on touch standpoint, the thought of taking some or any of that to online, a lot of times is overwhelming. Uh, they're not instructional designers. They're not, uh, you know, they've never created online curriculums before. They're expert in the live. What would be your best advice to those organizations, uh, consulting organizations that want to add this type of sophisticated component to their offering? How, would, how should they start that? How should they start to think about that on take on a bite out of this this apple yeah so look i think that there's there's a core set of sales capabilities that that that, that sellers need and, and that's essentially what we've built so my, my my first advice i would say is that's the why we've built our offering is to enable those companies to come to somebody and actually get a a a modern online offering that covers those core capabilities that frankly, there's no reason for them to try and go build themselves. That's the first thing. So sometimes we'll talk to customers and be like, well, we can go build this ourselves. I'm like, yeah, you could, but it took me five years to build this where we're at, we're continuing to build. And oh, by the way, it's sophisticated and costs a fair amount of investment to make this happen. And we have proven results. So like, why wouldn't you just start with that? But then you take your content. So what you said, John, you know, each of these companies have their own product offering. So they have new specific tools that they're using that are, are to automate their sales process. So those are the things now that I would say, let's wrap those around some sort of a, a core offering, wrap those and blend those in. So what, that's the customization piece that either we do or what's unique about the Valley Group is we'll provide our assets, we'll license them, we'll provide our assets right to our customer they can go in and do the customization right online. They don't have to come back to us. So a lot of consulting firms are like, or companies that are in training are like, okay, well, if you want to customize this stuff, you're going to pay us to do it. And we say, no, we, we'll actually allow you to create and, and derivative works. We'll allow you to actually take your content. We want you to do it. So again, it makes it your own. So my best advice is don't build something from scratch. Go build something that exists already actually take your content, focus your energy and efforts on how do we incorporate our content into that and build our own way of selling. So that's the other thing. So now you make it your own. It's not the value group. It's your own way of selling the two combined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sage advice, Ken, sage advice. So it's, I think a lot of consultancies, not to, I'm not speaking sales consultancies, but whether you're teaching leadership, you're teaching personality styles, your organization uh, consultant, I think a lot of these organizations feel that they might cannibalize their own business by, uh, you know, by, by making that online. And what I'm hearing, the strategy that you've taken is the things that you're doing every time, you know, make those self-paced online, 
bring in the company's specific uniqueness. And there, the consulting business still thrives for all these consultancy organizations, but they get to, to really combine that consultancy with the, the automatic parts. And in the end, they're, they're making more of a difference quicker. And that's what you're doing uh, at the Valor Group by, by that dual strategy, making more of a difference in these organizations quicker. And it's more relevant uh, at the end of the day. And I, I think the thing I like best, Ken, and we're so out of time, the thing I, I like best is that so much of online learning is just the, the teaching of the, the, of the, the base information and almost everybody stops before the application. And that's probably because the application needs uh, some of that consulting in there to, to make it work. But that application piece that you're doing right now, of actually building the real plans and helping them build something that they can use that next day or that very same day on their call is, is taking the learning to a whole never, another level. And I'm glad we got to, a chance to learn about uh, how you're doing it and the strategies that you're taking is super insightful. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, it's great to have you, Ken. Uh, listeners, thanks for uh, tuning in to another episode of the Talented Learning Show. Uh, you'll admit this one was unique as we learned deep down about how you can really take uh, sales training in this case, but really any online training and mix it with consulting uh, to take that uh, learning to a whole new level for organizations. And I'd love to see where it's going. I want to have you back in, a, in uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of years here so you can tell me all the updates of how this all worked and how it rolled out. Uh, and our, I'm sure our listeners will tune in again. So thanks, Ken. Thanks, listeners. And we'll hope to see you on the next. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com.